three, two, one. Dance, fools. <clears throat> this thing on. <laughs> Strobe lights. Where are you? Where did you get those? Where are you? I'm in a Seth Lord's cave. Oh man, that looks like a Sith Lord discotheque. That's a Seth. No, it's a Seth Lord. Okay, thank you. Seth Lord. (laughs) Boys and girls, welcome to another edition. Welcome to another edition of Better Than Broadway. I am Chef Ryan, and I am here with two of my dear friends. As always, we're here with Justin. And please welcome our four-time, 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 four-time guest host, Coach Tom Sroka. How you doing, fella? What's up, guys? How you doing? What's up, Gam? How you doing? Having a good time. All right. On the Sroka train. Yes. Once again, I am uh, Chef Ryan, and uh, we are here having a good time. You can tell by the sunglasses I'm wearing. And my pop collar. You got your popped collars. Very nice. Looks. Very I was just good. gonna say your shirt just like unbuttoned we, magically. And we got we got Indiana Shroka over here. Indiana Shroka, the indie god. <laughs> we love it. I, I probably I probably know the least about the indies out of everybody here right now. So, <laughs> have you ever been to Indianapolis? I have been to Indianapolis. Well, then we can call you the indie god. All right, there you That's go. That's how wrestling you, works. You have, you, right, have a, uh, you have a distinct advantage over us in Midwest cities. Absolutely, Clearly. absolutely. I've only up. been to I've only been to Bloomington and Chicago, and and maybe maybe St. Joe, Missouri. You've been to Detroit, weren't you in Detroit for Nationals? Ah, yes, been to Detroit for Nationals a couple See, of years. You you hit the basics. The only one you're really missing is Milwaukee. Everything else sucks. Milwaukee. Hey, am I the only one that thinks that um that Wyoming is a government scam and it doesn't actually exist? Possibly. They got a have cool you ever have you ever met? Have you guys ever been to Wyoming? I've never been. To I Wyoming. am actually. I'm have actually going met to Wyoming anybody. next month. At the end Hadn't, of this month, going well, to Wyoming. We'll never see you again. It's a government Probably project. Not. You're not going to come got, back. It's like the 13th floor. Do you know anybody? That my, well, both me and my younger brother got recruited by Wyo Tech, which is a technical college out there that has a football team. Yeah, but it's never been confirmed that that's where they're at. I'm telling that's you, fair. it's a conspiracy. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I, I, like I said, I took one phone call and never called the other guy back. See, they're paying people to do that shit just to like indoctrinate you into thinking that it's a thing. In reality, that's, that's where the fucking matrix is held, man. Probably. Mm. That makes sense. That tracks. Yeah. It's science. Guys, so. guys, we got a lot to talk about. We went on hiatus last week and uh, we needed it. Everybody needed to recharge and rest and uh, take care of some family stuff, take care of some work stuff. Apparently, Ryan still needs a recharge. Beck. Yeah, Ryan's got some personal stuff he's dealing with. We send good vibes to him. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm right here, guys. It's what oh, wait, it says wait, on my name wait. tag there. Oh, Wait, you're not Ryan. Ryan can't grow a beard. Ha <laughs> ha! Fooled you again, Damn. sir. It's his eye, Coach Rob. Damn. In a clever disguise. Are those your daughters? You and Superman, I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, well, they're not his daughters anymore because he stretched the shit out. Oh, yeah. He stretched. Yeah, those, <laughs> things were, those, those things were fighting for dear life on his head. These things are, these are toast, man. I'm going to have to yeah. tighten the screws. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, uh, I I thought I would catch you guys off guard with the nameplate and the sunglasses. But you can't get one past us there, buddy. Dustin, man, I'm telling you, he, nothing gets past you, sir. About a whole sharp as a the show, and you finally realized it was me. I'm as sharp as an eraser. <sighs> Wait, who are you? Huh? Where'd Justin go? Jason? I'm Clark. Jason, yes, you're Jason. back? Yeah, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that? See, longtime listeners of the show will understand that reference and <laughs> and and the um and the was it the continuity there. So you shaved off so 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 Justin shaved off his beard and said that he was Jason, Justin's twin brother, for like, I don't know, 20 minutes. And uh, after that, he just finally gave up. No, it was, it was a whole show, man. And then at the very end, Ryan caught me and, like, caught me. and was like, yeah. So, Justin, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, oh, oh very, poor Tom. You didn't realize what you got yourself into tonight. Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm here for it, bud. Crocodile uh, Tom D. Lord of mercy. We're, talking about, let's, we're not going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about uh, eight nights ago at the Night yeah. of Champions wwe's premier premium live event from jeddah saudi arabia Big real show. quick when did they start doing these on saturdays like i'm not mad about it i appreciate uh, it actually they go back and forth right like so okay. so some of the shows they're doing on saturday during sports seasons especially during football season they, they tried okay. it out with SummerSlam because like oh man we're losing viewership to big football games so okay. they start trying out these saturdays and now that there's i don't know 700 you know wrestling outfits they had to do something because you had double or nothing which was on sunday you had this one on saturday you had uh nxt on sunday you had impact on friday and you had a new japan show um saturday morning early i believe yeah so there was a lot going on and it's just like holy shit we need to like make sure that we've got our our market share you'll so, see that a lot you'll see that a lot on like long yeah. weekends you know like memorial day and labor day and stuff like that um more sure. too because you'll see them kind of spread it out because you know they don't realistically you know e even with the ego of wwe they don't want to have to have any competition that they don't have to have and i just well, think that's i mean for nights for school nights like i grad i greatly appreciate watching a four-hour show on saturday for sure versus, yeah versus sunday because i usually don't get it right on time so i've got a like i'm usually like an hour or two behind and if it's a four-hour show it's like 10 11 o'clock my time before i'm going I'm, I'm finished with it then going to get ready for bed so i'm well, not this, mad about it i was just curious i noticed the past few have been on saturdays and i was like i'm gonna ask the boys about this i, I mean think it could it be a triple h rules last year i think okay. it was extreme rules last year when they started doing saturdays yeah i've also you know obviously this one being in saudi arabia too or whatever you know they, it's it's a day show so they do it you know during the day and yeah. i think that that helps too um, sure. because you can kind of, and I actually ended up not watching it until later that evening. Cause we had a bunch of stuff going on, but, um, yeah, good weekend, good overall show. Uh, Rob, what would you, if you had to give an overall grade for this, I know we weren't really planning. It's not really like our gimmick, but if you had to give an overall grade for the, for the app, for the overall pay-per-view, what would you give it? Like a, a, a B, C, Yeah. What? Night of champions was no doubt an a plus really everything, okay. everything about that show worked. 
it, it just seems to me like Triple H is just getting better and better and better as time goes on. Uh, we'll go ahead and just hit a few matches because we got a lot to cover tonight. But uh, we do have a new uh, we do have a new Raw Women's Champion in Oscar, uh, finally dethroning the over year reign of Bianca Belair. Uh, Bianca was a phenomenal champion. Uh, she pretty much beat everybody. I mean, she already beaten Oscar at WrestleMania. And a lot of people are saying that it was good to see that Triple H had righted the injustice that was WrestleMania with Asuka finally getting the win here. Uh, Asuka's up in the KOD. She spits the mist into her hand, rubs it in Bianca's face, and takes her out for the win. Uh, Tom, big uh, big title change here. Which is, how you feel? Um, I'm not going to lie. That was the only, like, match of the card that made me do like the whole dead the dog cock its head to the side when it happened because i like i'm with everybody else i thought that should have happened at mania um for that reason i gave night of champions an a minus just because that match in particular i felt like should have happened that way at wrestlemania and not at that show but um overall the show was great i just like i said it was just a weird it was just a weird spot for that title change i thought um sure. because i i'll be i i didn't watch uh uh the the raw or the smackdown leading up to it so like until that morning when i looked up the card i didn't even know that title was on the line and now my question to you is are are they both on smackdown like have they switched the titles yet because i'm so oscar sure so oscar and bianca are on smackdown whole and oscar now holds the raw title Right. Uh, Rhea Ripley is on Raw holding the SmackDown title. So hopefully in the next week or two, okay. or maybe even the next PLE, they're going to switch those titles the way okay. they did with Charlotte. And uh, that's and what Becky. I'm hoping. I was just like, yeah, I was just kind of curious. because I'm like, I really hope we don't do this whole like, it doesn't matter what brand you're on. Just like hold your title. I was no, like, I the draft was completely pointless. Yeah. Yeah, that's still a point of contention for me, but that's a whole other subject. Um, it's interesting that you think it. So, Rob, let me let me ask you a deeper question. Then, do you Please. think that Night of the Champion, a Night of Champions, was better than Backlash? Yes, yes. The yeah. only reason not, and listen, we talked about this. The only reason that Backlash was as good as it was is because Puerto of the Rico. Crowd. Yeah, the crowd, yes. the Puerto yes. Rican crowd was white hot. But let's they, let's not let's give it away to the Saudi Arabia crowd because that I'll tell you what that venue and the way that they do it over there. Say what you want huge. to about how you know the way it has been for and and I, I'm going to go ahead and say that this is probably the best Saudi Arabia show that the, that they've had yet. Agreed. I would agree. Agreed. Um, and I think that just the spectacle alone, it felt bigger than WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, you had, what, was it 80,000 people in there or something like that? that? That gigantic arena, that arena is gorgeous. And just the, the the stadium, the backdrop that they did, it felt like a WrestleMania. And I think that probably helped it a lot, too. And the fans were, you know, were, were great. Um, you know, I it's hard for me, though, because I enjoyed Night of Champions. Um, I feel like there were some cooler moments, and I feel like there were some low points at Night of Champions um like the cody uh brock thing or whatever or um and i do want to touch on that also. yeah um but i will say that i do think it's the best saudi arabia show and i think that it's actually the first time i have watched a pay-per-view 
um, and then subsequently also of, of WWE, and then also watched the pay per view of AEW, and actually enjoyed watching the pay per view product. I'm sorry, premium live event product from WWE as opposed to AEW. I almost always like the AEW pay per views and and more entertained than WWE. So that that was a first. Well, I definitely when we get to that, I want you to lead that part of the conversation um because i only saw bits and pieces admittedly of um double or nothing but uh i want to get into this next match uh a very important match started out the show it was uh seth rollins seth freaking rollins and the phenomenal aj styles for the newly minted wwe world championship this is um this is a new uh, a, a new legacy title it is a world championship. It, it kind of goes back to the days of the big gold belt in 2002 when Triple H was awarded the world title by Eric Bischoff. But I think this is really important. Seth Rollins was the first NXT champion. He was in the first match for the first NXT championship. He was in the first match for the Universal Championship where Finn Balor eventually won that match at a SummerSlam in 2015 or 14. And now he's in another inaugural championship match, winning against one of the best generational talents we've ever had in AJ Styles. Uh, Tom, please, your thoughts. It was a, it was, it was a great match. Um, Head to top. I, uh, yeah, the start to finish, I loved it. Uh, I love that belt, honestly, um, of all the belts out like. Honestly, like I like the AEW belt for the same reason I like this belt. Like I just like that yeah. big, bold presentation. Um, I was like, does it look melted? I agree with you guys. I do like the belt, but just something that keeps them. Does it look like it's melted a little bit? I feel like from afar, you like the details. Like I feel like the details are a little. They leave a little bit to be desired from afar, but like when you zoom in on it, you can see all the intricacies of it. It definitely like. So I was at the raw that it was revealed. Nice. And from yeah. the crowd, like it didn't look that great. Like until uh, I think Seth came out to do his promo or with uh, 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 Omos after, and then they zoomed in on the belt and we could see it on the Jumbotron. Then you got a good look at it and you're like, oh, that belt looks awesome. But yeah. like when they first like unveiled it and they were like filming it from the ring, like it didn't look that great. I also was laughing at all the memes about how Triple H just made it easier to put the NWO logo on that belt than before. Uh, with the spray paint because the big W in the middle, all you got to do is just spray the N and the O on the outsides and you're good to go. So I appreciated that, but no, um, that was a good match. Um, I think it was like, uh, uh, obviously like you take it with a grain of salt. I think Meltzer had it as the second highest rated match of the night um, on the card. Uh, but I, I, I always, anytime you get AJ and Seth, uh, you're in for a good show. And so I thought, I thought it was a good match start mm -hmm. to finish. I think Seth was the right call in having that title. I wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't even mind them running that back and doing a program uh, personally at some point for the title. But yeah, it was, it was, it was awesome. That was a good way to start the show. Yeah, I agree. Sadly, the phenomenal AJ Styles and the OC with Mi Chin, Mia Yim are on SmackDown and yeah. they can't cross over, even though the very next night we had AJ and Seth in a tag team, a one night only tag team. But uh, yeah, just taking a shit on the draft that is Can absolutely they coexist. Can they coexist? Unbelievable. 
Justin, any thoughts on the uh, on the match before we move on to our next match with Cody and Brock? Um, man, it was a solid match. I mean, but I didn't. I really didn't expect anything less. Um, I almost want to say that I was underwhelmed, and I only say that because it's fucking AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. Like, how are they not going to put on a good match? I, I think the only the match was phenomenal. No pun intended. The I think the only thing is I feel like I've seen that match a bunch of times and I've seen it on SmackDown. I've seen it on Raw. I've seen it on television. And um it was a foot it was a I keep saying phenomenal. It was a great match. Um mm-hmm. I just um I feel like they could have picked two people to be fresher. And I think just what they did is that you know they're in this mode of like, all right, well, we just need to put the belt on Seth. Um, you know, because that's, that's the route that we're going and who's going to put on a good match with them. Uh, well, obviously AJ styles, I feel like it's just plug and play, um, as far as like from a storyline standpoint, um, but the match itself was absolutely fantastic. Love it. Well, guys, uh, we have Cody Rhodes, the American nightmare and Brock Lesnar part two in Jetta Saudi Arabia. Before we do that. Let's wind the clocks back to the late 70s. Dusty Rhodes battling the Four Horsemen and Terry Funk in Florida. Tom knows where I'm going with this. I can see it in his eyes already. In the 70s, Dusty Rhodes had his arm broken by the Four Horsemen and Terry Funk. Not only once, but twice. And it got to the point where Arn Anderson said in an interview that he thought that he was, he feared for his life in Florida in the era of kayfabe that the fans were going to have him murdered for breaking the beloved Dusty Rhodes' arm in Florida wrestling. Now, you fast forward 35, 30-ish, 40-ish years later, Brock Lesnar breaks Cody Rhodes' arm on a Raw right before Night of Champions. Cody wrestles in a sleeve. gets 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 put in uh, gets put in an, in a in a uh, was a Kimura armbar, and just twice and just passes out after four minutes of being in an armbar. He finally just passes out. Brock wins by referee stoppage. It's hard times, baby. It's hard times. Coach Tom, please talk about some hard times, baby. Did I? I don't. Did I post it in the group chat, or was it? I, I have two group chats that I'm in that we talk wrestling, and yeah. I was I was watching it the Monday Night Raw, and as soon as they broke his arm, I like messaged in one of the group chats I'm in, and I said they're gonna run back Dusty's hard times up until next year's WrestleMania. Like I like oh, as, absolutely as soon, yeah. As, as soon absolutely. as it ha- as soon as it happened, and I saw that, I was just like, nope, this is what they're doing. Like I'm here for it. I like I. I mean, I told you guys like I was over Cody the last time I was on here, and yep. now I'm back. Like I, Good. I want to, I want to see the whole like because I love Dusty. Uh, Good I goddamn wanna... it! Let's just take let's take a moment, round of applause. Thank you, <laughs> because I, I love Dusty. Triple H has done like between what he's done in NXT with his storytelling and what they're doing right now. Like I have full faith that they're going to do it justice, and I want to see where it goes. You have no idea how distraught I was because Tom, you and I are almost mirror images as far as like what we <laughs> like and don't like when it comes to wrestling and things like that. And yeah, and that completely threw me for a loop when you said that. And I felt like I'm like he just needs to, 
man, give it more time or something. I, exactly. I don't know. And, that's, and that, I mean, like, I was willing to admit that. I was just like, in that current time, I was like, all right, this is, we're done with this. But as soon yeah. as, as I was watching, I, I, and I don't watch Raw or SmackDown too much anymore. I'll just watch like the highlights. And for some reason, I had it on and I just watched the whole Kimura and then like, oh my God, he broke his arm. And I'm like, oh, they're running back hard times. I was yeah. like, I can't wait. Now I'm like, you suckered me back in. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited myself. You know, I don't I don't know where they're gonna go with this, but obviously I it's making me want to get on the network and go watch all the old Florida matches with Dusty in his lead up to the title. Cause I think it took him another eight or nine months before he finally uh dethroned Flair for the title or Funk or whoever it was for the title. So it was Flair. So yeah, I mean it, the bloodline, as we know, is, is the most compelling story in wrestling right now. I and mean, there's no question. I mean, MJF is great and how he's doing things. And this thing with Don Callis and Kenny Omega, this is all going to work out great. But right now, WWE has the most com compelling and convincing storylines with both the bloodline and Cody. And it's great that you've got them on two separate brands now because now they can kind of go and do what they need to do. And when it's Cody's time, it's Cody's time. Mm -hmm. But you know, does Roman hold this title for another year? It almost seems that way. Does Jay defeat him for the title? We don't really know. But what we do know, what we do know, segue, is that at Night of Champions, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens successfully defend their titles against the bloodline in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Another fantastic, compelling uh, side angle to this story what is that match. for the first time in 20. In the first time since 2018, Kevin Owens is wrestling a match in Saudi Arabia. And for the first time ever, Sami Zayn is wrestling a match in Saudi Arabia. Uh, relations between Syria and Saudi Arabia have gotten better. The uh, diplomacy is working. And it allowed the, uh, the uh, Canadian-born Syrian his opportunity to come and, 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 and work a match. And... My God, the reaction this guy got from the fans, from the crowd. If they had lost those titles, there would have been riots. Yes. I haven't gotten I haven't gotten chills from an Who's entrance fucked? like that since Cody Rhodes Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the last time I got chills from an entrance yeah. like that. And I'm then when he that, grabbed dude. the mic and he started, you know, talking in um in Arabic. In Arabic, like it just it it seemed like and I was I was watching it with some friends of mine and, and they didn't really know what was going on and I had to kind of describe and explain the political um you know elements behind it and like and what had been going on with the countries and you know all this other kind of stuff and really kind of explain them like this is this is a monumental thing you. yeah like this isn't this isn't like some small little gimmick thing or whatever Sami Zayn being there and having a mic and getting the reception that he got and then winning just what what is it just weeks prior to like this you know this you know the the relations you know i guess becoming better we'll just say yeah. mm -hmm. um it's just it's something that like it's dare i say it like historic um yeah. and i don't I think would. that it i don't think that it got the spotlight that it should have I think this should have been mainstream news. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I, I guess just maybe because since, you know, we're not there, America doesn't give a shit. I don't know. But, like, 
I felt like it was important. It felt really important. I agree. I agree. Well, we uh, as we know, uh, Sami Zayn gets the pin over Solo after a Luva kick, but he had a little bit of help, didn't he? Had a little bit of help. Yes. The Usos show up to help Roman take care of KO. They get in the ring. They take care of Sammy. Sammy gets up. He ducks a kick. Solo gets double kicked in the face by the Usos. Roman goes batshit. Jimmy gets smashed in the face. And finally, Jimmy kicks Roman square in the jaw, puts him down. He powders out. And then Sammy takes advantage, gets his Aluva kick, gets his one, two, three pin. That's going to lead us to Friday night on SmackDown, but we will get back to that later because we need to uh, talk about this new championship title that Triple H presented to Roman on Friday night SmackDown for 1,000 days as champion, moving into the fourth position all time as longest reigning champion, upstaging Pedro Morales. Uh, he's only got three guys left that he's got to come close to. He's got Bob Backlund, he's got Hulk, and he's got Bruno San Martino. Now, he would have to hold that title until 2000, either 2028 or 2029's Backlash to break Bruno's record, which I, 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 I can't imagine nah. do such a thing. Nah, but this what's, is, this what's is Hulk a at? tremendous accomplishment. Hulk is at I think uh, just over twelve hundred days. Yeah, I, I guarantee you. Like after that, they'll let him. They'll For wait until sure. he break, breaks Hulk or something like that. But yeah, they don't. I don't. I don't. I do not see him holding onto it to break Bruno's record. No, because it's over five thousand days. Yeah, that just wouldn't make sense. I think. I think at that point they would just kind of like. It's kind of like how USAW just changes the weight classes. Like, let's just right. let's get a new let's get a new record. We're gonna change the weight class, which I'm is actually, what they do I'm with the belt. Gonna, too, I'm actually right? gonna look this up right now just to make sure that I have. Well, the only reason I was asking because I I know for the longest time they it was it was, I thought I always thought it was interesting when Punk had his long reign, um, because they were always talking about like in the modern era, in the modern era, in the modern era. Every time they talked about Punk's record, and they haven't been talking about the modern era at all when they've no. been talking about Roman's record. They've just been talking about like one of the all-time best runs kind of a deal. So that's why I was curious like where everybody stood, but like I I don't see a way for them to feasibly like I could see separate reigns. But, like, I don't know if that counts either. Like, if Bruno's, like, 5,000 days or whatever was all just one reign or if it was all his reigns or what the deal is. But I just I just don't see a way for them to feasibly be able to do that without just completely alienating their fan base. Yeah. All right, you ready? You ready for this real quick? Let's hear it. Okay. Bruno San Martino has the longest reign in WWEF history at 2,803 days. That's eight years from May 17th. 63 to January 1871, where uh, Ivan Koloff defeated him for the title. Then okay. you've got Bob Backlund, who held the title for, oh, please, his reign would have been 2,135 days from 78 until sometime in 80 when the Sheik beat him. 83 
and the Sheik held it for 28 days. Then Hulk Hogan comes along at Madison Square Garden and defeats the Sheik on January 23rd, 1984, and he'll hold that title for 1,474 days until Andre the Giant defeats him February 5th, 1988, the main event in Indianapolis, Indiana. He then gives the title to Ted DiBiase, who then, they call it vacant, but uh, that's neither here nor there. So you've got, you've got, he's got a, at least another year and a couple of months, so probably money in the bank next year to beat Hogan. I don't see that happening. Backlund, he ain't going to touch, and then Bruno, he ain't going to touch, because that's, that's... With the new title... With the new title, I I can almost see that happening. Actually, not 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 Bruno, but no, I, mean. I I don't know because like they're already starting to like tease the bloodline imploding. I just yeah. don't know how. Like I don't know how. Like unless they find a way to bring them all back together for like another run, kind of like what they did with the Shield before when they did like their second run where they like tease them coming back together for a couple months. And then it actually happened. Like, I just don't see how they, he'd make it to Hogan's record unless they found a way to bring all four of those guys back together. Well, I think what they're trying to do is they're, they're posing uh, Roman Reigns to come as like a, a mega babyface heel. So I think, um, you know, which he, he can do now, I think as, as over as he is as, as a heel, I, I said face. Ba- yeah, babyface. They say babyface heel. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. So I'm sorry. Um, I caught myself. But yeah, so I think they're trying to do that, and I'm okay. sure they're probably going to do it with him being betrayed and screwed over by you know you know Jimmy or Jay or Sokoa or or one of them or or all of them, and then you know somehow in a match you know maybe not. Uh, I hate to put it in 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 the perspective like that, but like you know Rock versus Hogan, where someone you know they come out of that, you know, not being the heel anymore. Um, that's, I feel like that's, at least that's what I'm hearing that they're going to do. Yeah. Um, I think that would give him more mileage as a champ. If they did that, um, I think it would be fresh. They got, they're going to have to do something pretty soon, either take the title off of them or, you know, turn them to face or something like that Something for, for sure. Um, but yeah, that might give him a little more mileage. Something. So what We're are the see odds? how things go ahead, Tom? I was gonna say, what are the odds that we see the Rock and Roman at Mania or even SummerSlam for the whole head of the table thing? It's it's looking done. really good at uh at Mania. I don't like it. I think I think when they're filming the part one and two of the final chapter of the Fast and the Furious movies, and the Rock's gonna be in those. Um, I don't know, dude. I, I just don't feel like he's gonna have the time. For this it'd be great it'd be fun well, from what see. i understand that that's the reason why he wasn't at this one right because he's but i think all those are filmed now they film that like all they filmed the first they, they filmed the first part they haven't filmed the start of the well, well the first part's out i saw it but yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. pretty sure that the other two were filmed and they just haven't released it kind of like how they did with the um with the harry second potter trilogy movies? well harry potter movies and the second trilogy of the star wars Oh, gotcha. okay. they or, or twilight for that matter the twilight the last one i don't remember what it was but they had like a something part one and part two they filmed it as one movie and then released it i, I could be wrong but i think that's kind of what they did which would explain why he couldn't do wrestlemania this year but um i i, I don't know every all signs are pointing to the rock next year in some capacity and i think wrestlemania makes more sense than SummerSlam. 
Well, I'm sure we will know something in January uh, by the end of January because the Royal Rumble will be here before we know it. I mean, hell, SummerSlam. Yeah. Money in the Bank is coming up, which is, is going to be a great, great show. I'm looking forward to that one myself from London, England. But we'll talk about that on another episode. Justin, if yes, you man. would please walk us through AEW's Double or Nothing. The Devil once again gets his due in a fatal four-way match. Gotta love MJF, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, and Sammy Guevara, the future father, Sammy Guevara. Congratulations, Sammy and Tay. But Justin, please take it away. Yeah, so the devil gets his due yet again in a um, highlight and potentially maybe match of the year um, at the end of Double or Nothing, but otherwise a fairly lackluster card by AEW standards. Um, still a good card, still a solid uh, card but like i said earlier it's it's probably one of the less um entertaining ones that i watched um i did get a chance to to pick up the the premium live event <laughs> the pay-per-view i did not watch the buy-in so i don't know if anybody else watched the buy-in uh with the hardies and, and hook and all that kind of stuff um i know that um I believe the, the hardies beat uh page and the and the the guns or whatever um it starts out with the, the 20-man, or I'm sorry, the 21-man uh, Blackjack Royale. And um, this was one of those ones where, like, a lot of stuff happened in it. It was pretty cool. There's some cool spots. Um, Swerve was really good in it at the end. Um, they booked Big Bill. They booked Big Bill very, very strong. Um, I just don't know what they're doing with him. I feel like they're they're going to fumble him, and that's what I'm worried about. And AEW's done that so much now as they've just they always fumble big guys that could be there. Um, but there were a couple cool spots with White, um, and um, and Starks. Um, so that was kind of cool. He got his you know he got his up and comments with them with the with the uh, kind of few that they've been going on with, and then uh, Cassidy won. And you know, I mean, at this point, Cassidy's like a fucking millennial slacker john cena with his record right <laughs> like um he's over i love him to death um they're just they're, there's not too much to say about the match it was it was it was an okay match for battle royal but there wasn't any really thing that um that stuck out to me um the adam cole and chris jericho match that was uh unsanctioned that they had to sign the paperwork for <laughs> they had to they had to do a signing for the unsanctioned match which I guess it was just them saying, "Hey, that you can't, um, you know, you, you, you're writing off your liability here, right? You're not covered in Good our much. insurance." Um, but realistically, it should have been Sabu that had to write off it because Sabu was kind of the the one that uh that made that. Um, man, who the hell I, thought that was a good idea to bring Sabu back into the rest? I, I I don't know. I guess you know the poor guy needs a payday, you know, and he's a legend and he's crazy and and what's so funny is that. You see him walk, and he just looked like he's crippled and he can't do anything. The next thing you know, he's doing top ropes off to a table onto the freaking mat, and oh, yeah. you know it's just it's crazy. Like I don't, but you know what? The, you can tell the guy loves wrestling. He wants to be there. I'm sure he needs the money with all the health problems that he's been with. So you know, it's a good payday for him. It doesn't seem like he was beat up or broken too bad um, from that any more than he already is. So, you know, um, it was a good spot. It was kind of a, you know, a feel good moment. It was a, definitely a WTF moment. You know, it was like, a, I, did, I, he's not going to do that. He's not going to, Oh, he did it. Okay. Yeah. So, um, it ended with Cole, uh, basically just beat the shit out of Jericho till they stopped. They kind of did it Blackpool combat club style. 
Um, he just couldn't defend himself, which uh, is getting kind of like Nick's reviews. You know, Tom, do you like those those in wrestling the 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 just the disqualification from not being able to defend yourself kind of stuff? No, no. this isn't UFC. But like, yeah, yeah. So it kind of feels pin them, pin them, submit them, or knock them out. Like, but none of this like they can't defend themselves. Like the Cody Rhodes thing, like the ref stoppage. I get it. But yeah, I saw if I, it's I done right, if it's done if right, it's, if it's done right. But I feel like just like, yeah, I don't know. I, I'll be honest with you. Jericho's starting to lose a little bit of his gusto with me. I feel like he's pushing just a little too hard to try to have like these great programs after programs after programs. And I just, I don't know that his last few like matches I've, 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 cause I like Jericho. I always have, I, I read, I've read, you know, his two biographies. I listen to his yeah. podcast, but like his last, like two or three matches, I've kind of like finished watching them and I'm like, Meh. yeah, it, it was an average match for me, Rob. What do you think though about this, this, th- just the beat up thing? Because here's the thing. I understand why they did it because it's the whole Cole. It's personal. You know, yeah. he messed with Brit, you know, he's a savage and this and that. But to me, they should have made it. It's an unsanctioned match. Like they should have made it no holes bar. And like, so it doesn't matter. You can't defend yourself anymore. You know, just beat him to a bloody pulp and then make him tap out or something, you know, to, to make it. I mean, they're trying to make Cole look hard, but for me, I've always had trouble believing Cole. And I, I know it's petty, but it's just because of his body. Um, He's got the charisma. He's got the moves in the ring. I just, he's hard to believe as a killer. You know, I, I I think with his lack of musculature, if you want to call it that, the fact that he's a smaller dude, the fact that he has been a world champion everywhere he has been, the fact that, you know, he said it best, the only way, the way for him to make him feel special is just to ring the bell when he did that promo against Karrion Cross and just made Karrion Cross about this big. Um, I think, yeah, I think with somebody like Adam Cole, you put him in opportunities like this to show that anybody can win. Anybody has a puncher's chance. That's why we love Darby Allen. That's why we love Orange Cassidy. They're not these massive dudes. And, and I said something earlier, I said, AEW has always fumbled big guys. Lance Archer, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, Wardlow to some degree, Miro, um, Big Bill. I mean, all these guys that are monsters. Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus. It's like. Which we'll talk about in a minute, but. You're going to take, you're going to take these smaller wrestlers and you're going to have them win a lot more. And with Jericho, he's in the twilight of his career. That guy's in his fifties and he is right now doing the favors for a lot of people he helped establish mjf as a legitimate star darby allen is a legitimate star he orange put over cassidy. orange cassidy yeah orange cassidy adam cole you know action and dready all these guys that are not really big household names Yet. are going to be able to feed their families for generations because chris jericho saw something special in these guys hell jericho went to like an mcw show or no it was a it was in it was in maryland 
where Action Andretti was champion, some some little indie in Maryland. And he said, that kid's got potential. I want to work with him. And then Andretti in his first match in AEW pins clean Jericho on Dynamite. And he's kind of been, you know. Well, remember what he did during the pandemic for Pineapple Pete. But it's like this is just like are. a local Pineapple worker Pete. that he like. Pineapple Pete was the best. Oh yeah, man. Pineapple Pete, absolutely. <laughs> Which that's not even his name, but that's all anybody knows him by. But no, no, I mean I get it. Like, look, no, everybody knows how much we love Jericho. But I do agree yeah. with Tom that as of late he hasn't been quite as hot as he is. But you know what? That happens. Not everybody's always firing on a hundred cylinder on all the cylinders a hundred percent of the time. Um, I thought it was a good match. I thought the idea and the promo and the way that they did it was fine. And I don't even really so much blame um, Jericho. I just have a difficult time um, believing Cole as Cole needs to be the underdog like a Cassidy or a Darby. And they don't always book him as that. They book him as this killer. And he's just hard to believe as a killer. That's really my only gripe about the match. Um, like I said, it was a good match. But moving forward to another match that I, I think wow, – one of the better matches of the night for sure. Um, but I mean, again, like how can it not be? We've got, you know, the one remaining Briscoe, we've got FTR, we've got Jay Lethal, and we've got freaking double J Jeff Jared, right? Ain't I like, right? <laughs> it, it was um this was a match you can tell that Jared booked because of all the tomfoolery and fuckery um <laughs> going on in it. Um, there's just always, there's just always a thousand little things to go around and go about. And he, um, I'll tell you what, you know, love or hate Jared. Um, I've never like really been a huge, huge fan of his, but that son of a bitch knows how to pander to a crowd. Um, you know, that is the old school way. And, um, you know, the, the whole Mark Briscoe angle, um, I just love that they've got him in there. You know, I love the drama between him and there, you know, and, and at one point Mark was pushing, you know, double J and everything else. And then, and then ended up with basically Mark getting pissed off. And then they got him in the uh, big rig, I think is what it's called. Isn't that their finisher? So, or no yeah. shatter machine. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, the, yeah, it's yeah. the big rig now in honor yeah. of, in honor of big Brody. It's the big rig now. There you go. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, um, and they won, like I said, solid match. One of the better matches of the night. It's good to see FTR winning again and back on television because I just freaking love them. Um, I don't know what the hell. That's another example of Tony, we'll say almost fumbling um, somebody. You know, I don't know how you fumble them, but then again, it happened in WWE and it almost happened in AEW, but it's good to see that they're back now. Uh, moving on to the most pro wrestling match of the night. Tom, go ahead. Real quick about the fumbling thing, because I, I was thinking about this, too, because I, I I forgot that FTR hadn't been on TV in a while. So when I was watching that match, my question is this in the modern age of wrestling. Is it more that they get fumbled or is it that promoters, bookers, whatever, whoever's in charge? They don't know what to do with a talent that doesn't have flash and is just like, like I feel like FTR is just one of those tag teams where they just hammer the basics, but they hammer them better than any other team out there. They're not going to do the crazy flips. They're not going to have sparks flying out of their shoes when they kick you in the face and all that stuff. They're just going to 
beat the shit. I like the force. I like the foreshadowing of that comment, Tom. I I can't stand those two. I know you can't. Um, but like I'm just saying, like if I were to like start a company and I wanted a tag team to like be the face of my company at the start of it, FTR is who I'm grabbing. I would grab like FTR or DIY, like two tag teams like that. Like that's who I would grab. And my question is like, I feel like NXT and Hunter were the, and when Hunter and Shawn Michaels were running NXT, they were the only ones that knew how to use them the right way. And so my question is, is it a lack of context and like being out of touch with the promoters or is it just that their style doesn't fit in this era of wrestling? Like I, I it's like kind of like a chicken I, before the, I mean, or chicken or the egg. I, yeah, I don't think it's that because AEW is the in-ring, you know, company, right? They're the company that thrives off the, you know, you know, love them or hate them for the promos. They drop this long-term storytelling. You can argue that, you know, just a couple good stories here, there, whatever you want to say. But their in-ring talent and and what and what they put on that product in the ring, it's really kind of second to none. Like oh, it's I agree. I all the matches are probably amazing. No. I, well, I don't think he's a bad booker. I think he's stretched too thin. And that's I think fair. that's what the okay, problem is. I Because when it first started and it only had one show and two hours to book and, you know, you know, less talent to worry about, it was fun. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic. And some, it, it made me fall in wrestling. It made me fall in love with wrestling again. And like, it's, it's brought me all the way here now. And so, I mean, it, he's, you can't say that, but did he have more of the young bucks helping back then? Did he have more of Omega and Cody helping back then? You know, I think, I think Cody leaving um, left probably, or, or I think the EVPs losing their power, I think probably made more of an impact, no pun intended on AEW than, than maybe people might think, or, you know, have talked about, but to answer your question, Tom, I, I think with FTR, what it is, you just need to let them do, themselves you just need you don't need to do anything with them because they're like they really are like an old school tag team they love wrestling they're going to figure out a gimmick they're going to figure out a a point be it dax or whoever talking about his daughter you know beating cancer i mean simple stuff like that you don't need to have tassels around your ankles anymore and you don't need to do flips and shit to get on the highlight reel you know And, and these guys know how to work time and they know how to get you invested into a match without looking at like a car crash and that's what's important i think you 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 got something like blackpool combat club they're doing fantastic with that and that's what ftr is that's the niche that they fit in rob when there there are two types of wrestlers that have the best way of getting over with your crowd you've got these flashy people like the young bucks and darby who do the kicks and the dives and all this other shit and then you've got these people who are just real people like ftr like the blackpool comic they're just real you you don't have to worry about the flash you don't have to worry about charisma they just it works because they're relatable because they're just regular guys they're just regular gals and they make sense with all that being said congratulations to chris statlander for returning and winning the TBS championship from uh, the from James Carter. We're, 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 we're going to get to that. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about match, but but I want to I want to put a bow on this one real quick, and then I want to talk about Wardlow um, versus Cage first. 
So, so yeah, Tom, like I, I, I totally agree. They're fantastic. I think, you know, MJF said it best in that work shoot, whatever promo that he did that somebody posted in our group is like these people, these people meaning us and just yeah. the fans in general, don't give a fuck about us. Yeah. And so stop yeah. putting your body in. And like that, when you look at MJF, even though he's a young kid, when you look at FTR, I see Midnight Express. I see all the old school wrestle. I see Arn and, and you know, and the enforcers or the brain busters. I see these guys. And I think that those basic, what made wrestling work 30, 40 years ago still works now. Right. Um, it's just in 4k and that that's my opinion. Um, I think kids can still gravitate towards realism. And I think anytime something feels more real, it's better um, when it comes to sports entertainment, but Speaking of sports entertainment and pro wrestling, let's move on to the ridiculous match of Wardlow versus Christian Cage. Um, the only thing that I have to really say about this match is, um, first of all, my girlfriend's in love with Wardlow, just like everybody else's is. <clears throat> Every single time he comes on, that's her That's her boyfriend. Uh, Wardlow won, but I think probably the most pro wrestling thing that happened over the weekend is Arn. And, and, and I want to, I want to, let's, let's like, let's do a little scenario. Let's say that you are, you're at Thanksgiving, right? And you're talking to your grandmother and you have to explain the happenings in this match to her, someone who's never heard of wrestling um, or any type of sports entertainment or anything at all. And you're just talking to her and you're having to explain to her. Yeah. So this guy that's like in his mid sixties that used to wrestle, but now he just kind of stands outside of the corner. Um, he got into the ring because this other guy got into the ring that's a dinosaur but he's not a dinosaur but he thinks he's a dinosaur but everybody acts like he's a dinosaur and so he was going to beat up the other guy that was fighting but these guys aren't fighting and he was going to grab him by his throat and slam him but he couldn't do it because the 65 year old man bit the dinosaur's thumb off can you imagine having to fucking explain that to your grandmother tom like if that's not like, the most ridiculous pro wrestling thing i'm not gonna lie to you i had to i had to go back and watch it after you guys were talking about it in the group chat because i'm like there's no i'm like there's no way they did that on tv like, it, I, it was, I was like, obviously oh. a blood capsule i mean it was just all over the place it was I, no, no, so no, no, over I the know, top i know I'm but just, you know I'm, what damn it i'm here for it i don't i enjoyed it i th- it was one of the highlights of the night for me that's all i got to say about that like force gump let's move on to Isn't um this the same guy who stabbed Sid Vicious with a pair of scissors. Like, <laughs> well, and took out his Glock and it's talking about shooting people. Like, God bless Arn Anderson. He is a I national treasure, and we need to protect right. him at all costs. That was about um, as over his top as the sparkly boots. It was, it was. So um, I'm just going in, in in order here. So, real quick, you know, you had Jamie Hayter, Tony Storm. Tony Storm needed to win the match, she did. Solid match. There's some tomfoolery with the people in there, and and I guess that what 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 is the what's the Hikira Shida and and all that kind of stuff. They had the double turn, but um, what is the name of the the, the new the new girls? What the hell's the name of Ruby Soho's and the um the Outsiders? What the hell's Outcast. their name of their faction? The Outcasts. Outcast. There you go. Sorry, sorry. Some T S Eliot book. Anyways, um, so that was a pretty solid match. Um let's touch on the uh the uh the house rules opens trio championship yeah. because 
great match as always it's got to be i honestly thought that the acclaim were going to win that match for a good portion of it so i think that was really really good suspension of disbelief i was on the edge of my sheet but what we need to talk about more than anything i, I know we're, you're about to say it you yes. want to go ahead and say it tom yeah holy hell the acclaim and and their like pre-match like diss tracks that they do are unrivaled the best. i raps, love it raps are unbelievable they're unrivaled. You know, John Cena even went on record as saying, "Yeah, Max yes. Caster did what I did, except he does it good." Yes, <laughs> that's exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. He was he was on a podcast and he said that. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, yeah, you're not wrong, dude. Like, I mean, from the time the first time they got on AEW, I know they caught a. I can't remember the exact one that they did. I know they they caught a little bit of shit for one of them. Um, well, they got some shit for Jeff Jarrett talking about his 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 wife and cheating on him and all that other kind of stuff. No, there was um, there was one that they touched on a social issue, and they, well, he yeah. So you can tell they, that uh, Max were is, off, is very liberal. Off, so yeah, they were off a couple, TV. They were yeah. off TV for a while um yeah. because so a couple of things it. about guns and then i think yeah, a couple yeah, things yeah. about biden and stuff like that which I think you're right, you know yeah. it, it is what it is i think that he's he's smart enough now to know that like regardless of what your political views are you should not be divisive as a baby face right agreed, agreed um so you know if you can you know say whatever you want to as a heel but they're they're, they're super over but um yeah the the uh man um <laughs> it's just so good just say it like oh good and it's like how does malachi get away from how does malachi get away with playing blackface like that was bad enough but then the whole like i mean yeah buddy Buddy matthews looking all ominous when he's getting cucked by a kid named dominic like i lost my shit i lost and so did everybody else for that matter the entire internet blew up so um but that was that was 100 percent one of those that you were like oh caught you off guard caught you off guard yeah and um, yeah, everybody loves Ray Ripley. So I wouldn't have thought anybody. I wouldn't have thought they would have gone there, but here we are. Well, do you think that that's the thing? Do you think they just give him free reign? Certainly, he has to run that by somebody, right? So you think when, Buddy's like, nah, bro, it's cool. Like, so when he got in trouble the first time with the social stuff, uh, Tony Khan did say that he has to at least give him like a cliff notes of the topics from right. now that he is going to cover. Yeah. So like they knew he was going to talk about it. He cleared it with. Somebody. I bet he didn't say he was going to say cuck though. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm, I, I guarantee you that as well. But I'm just saying. But like I do remember. That's why I brought up the whole him getting in trouble because I remember during that they asked Tony like they're like, do you know what he's going to say? And they're like, yes, he has to like present me a list of topics that he's going to talk about in it. And then I kind of give him advice on what. Or, and then Cody said the same thing. Cody's like, we like kind of steer him towards like what we want them to say or what they can't say or whatnot yeah but like i said solid match hilarious beginning um uh you know billy gunn takes the fall um as i think he probably should um doing the doing the job and then we get on to um i think an unexpected banger of the night i actually was very very impressed this is the only match i was overwhelmed with um, and maybe it's just because all of her matches have been so short, but this was a very, very solid match. And the first time that Jade actually looked like she was in trouble, that's Jade Cargill versus Ty Valkyrie. Uh, Rob, what was your what was your take on this? You know, you got to think about Ty Valkyrie, who's been a been in the industry for a really long time. This is uh, John Hennigan's uh, wife, uh, Johnny Nitro, uh, mm-hmm. Johnny. Yeah. So, 
Johnny oh, everything. Johnny Mundo, everything. Johnny Mitro, Johnny Raw, Johnny this, Johnny Impact. Yeah. What do they call it? John Morrison in WWE. So yeah. um she is one of the best women's talent ever. The former two-time Underrated. champion, Triple A, and former Impact champion. Uh, NXT just completely wasted her with this Frankie Monet character. It's a shame that she didn't really get a chance to be herself. Um, and they've taken this Frankie Monet character and they've kind of given it to Tiffany Stratton more about her later. Um, but Taya is if you if you want to establish a star she is one of the best people to put in that path because she's going to make anybody look good because she's that damn good herself she's a lot like a bret hart in a lot of ways bret hart can make anybody look good kenny omega can make anybody look good john moxley can make anybody look good regal danielson the list goes on and on i put her in that same class of people because she is that impressive and to put this match on for longer than seven minutes was great because it showcased that Jade is as good and improving. And it gives her an opportunity to say, hey, you know, I got in there with one of the best and I came out a winner. But then she got mouthy. Then she got cocky. Beat she one did. of the best in the world. And then... Mm, hold on wait rob you there wait let me see we're, right we're gonna go boop, boop, boop. i wish she would still do that that's my favorite I gimmick do. of all time I, i'm upset i know she's more of a badass now chris statlander still still my um probably my favorite i don't know it's tough now with rhea ripley but before the the up and comings of rhea chris was absolutely my girl for sure um and and i love that she's back let just Pray, pray, pray that she stays healthy because she's had okay. the absolute worst luck with injuries. Um, and you would think that wouldn't be the case from a stunt woman, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. but um, but great, great way to 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 bring her in, bring her back. Absolute surprise victory. Great little bow on the on the top. It was a little bit weird, um, because you know they did the open challenge thing. Um, Jade still looks strong. Obviously, she fought her hardest match ever and came up top. So she was definitely, definitely down. So I'm sure we're going to see them, you know, at least once or twice more. That's going to be a good program for her. And I think that it was really good for Jade. Like you said, it's to show that if you put her with talent, she can put on a very, very solid match. And she's not just a a black Wardlow with boobs. I mean, let's be honest. Like that's that's it, right? You got the TBS champion, you got the TNT champion. Like they protected Jade, they protected Wardlow, and you know I think they're molding them, and I think they're both going to be good. But I still think they're people that you've got to put with excellent talent, like like Valkyrie or like Samoa Joe or something like that, to really get something good out of them. They're not quite ready yet for much more than squash matches other than somebody that can really carry the match i mean they got a lot out of that ladder match with christian cage yeah no no i think no both this was i think very much so this was the the new you know the the wardlow and jade's night as far as like um progression that their character arch it was was definitely a coming out party for both of them yeah for sure for sure speaking of coming out 
we're coming out hitting on all four cylinders with this last match, right? We got the four way. Um, if Ryan was here, he'd be making a sexual comment, but I don't go down that road. I don't go down at all. Um, <clears throat> Ryan, do you care? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You guys talking about four guys banging? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> just banging hard on the floor. Four guys just just getting on it, just doing the thing. Just, just and Tom's forward. playing and Tom's playing Rob's role of just it was booing his yeah. head and like wishing that he no, wasn't no. here, questioning every single life. So uh, thankful. All, 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 I don't have to I'm have you two is... assholes to deal with tonight with that. All I'm all I'm hearing about is is Biggie's uh, commentary. Whenever you guys start, two like, big men slapping me. Yeah, yeah, that's all I'm hearing in my head. I'm just like, God, I can't get away from that. Well, none uh, of these men were particularly big in stature. However, all of their attitudes and their gimmicks are Jungle Boy, MJF, Darby Allen, and Sammy Guevara, larger than life characters that are the true pillars of AEW. It was a absolutely fantastic match. Wonderful. Um, I you know from start to finish. There are all kinds of um I, I really think that Jungle Boy has really kind of he was the sleeper for I don't want to say sleeper for a long time. He was the one that really wasn't really catching traction. But here recently I feel like he's caught a little bit more traction. Um Sammy is just fantastic. Um Darby is the ultimate underdog, always will be. Um, and I think Darby's promos have improved tremendously. Um, I don't know if it's just because they're giving him more time, but his ability to get on there and feel real and genuine and intense is, is definitely, definitely improving. Um, and then what can you say? You got MJF trying to kill people with a, with a headlock takedown. Winning a match with a headlock takedown. Yep. Or takeover. (laughs) Yeah. You gotta be kidding. (laughs) So, um, Rob, did you get a chance or Rob? No, Tom, did you get a chance to actually watch that match? uh i'm not gonna lie to you no um i like i love mjf right now like i think he's definitely one of the best heels in all of wrestling um sammy Guevara, i'm kind of like indifferent about i like his talent i just don't know what he's doing half the time i don't get the appeal of jungle boy um and i'll be honest like i there are some matches of darby allen's i cannot watch because i'm like we are going to watch him kill himself in the ring one of these days i know I you just like some, so, some of the spots that he does, like even the highlights, like I'm not one to flinch when I'm watching like, like video and or like the, you know, the, the matches or whatever. So like during his match, I have found myself more times than not like flinching when he does a spot. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, is he okay for real? I like, agree. The only one that's eclipsed, eclipsed him as of late for me is Vikingo because that man just absolutely defies. Everything. Well, he hit his head off the mat the doing human, that. Yeah. That, the triple Whatever. flip off the th- over like, the ropes onto the table yeah it just God. and he did it and he did it again yes. wednesday too so um but anyways uh, uh, going about that the match is fantastic i kind of like the dichotomy between you know you got mjf you got darby allen you got mjf as a do the actual absolute minimum work that we can or at least that's his mentality he's a worker but his mentality and his gimmick is do as little work as you can to get as much profit and pay as you possibly can you got darby allen it's like i'm gonna you know bite and scrape because i don't care if i die doing the thing that i love it's a very good dynamic you know you've got the um you know the match started with uh congratulations are in order because sammy and his uh beautiful bride are expecting a little guevara so 
Um, I thought that was a cool way to do it. I almost feel like they're they're pushing back a little bit more to maybe make Sammy a face again. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's out of necessity. Um, I don't know that it feels. Rob, do you feel like that's pushed? Like they're trying that's to been, do that? That's been the whole point of this AEW All Access show is to showcase who have been some of the most heated and hated heels in the company as normal everyday people because you two biggest stories on the aew all access show is adam cole's return to the ring and brit and uh ty Mello and sammy guevara and them trying to find their way in the company now that they have somewhat pivoted away from the jericho appreciation society so i i, I think it's great that sammy is slowly working his way back into the baby face. Um, I think he did some of his best work when he was a baby face, when he was holding that TNT championship the first time. And then when he got the title the second time and they kind of pushed him into more of a heel role and him and Ty Tanara just making out on TV. No one cared. But I think Sammy need to be a heel just for his, just, this is going to sound so silly. He need to be a heel just to heal because he's another one that just always seems to be taking the bumps. Um, Especially when he was with the original, um, uh, the inner circle, inner circle, inner circle. Um, He was always the bump taker. Um, And he, he does some pretty, pretty crazy stuff too. I mean, you know, hark back and, and think about the first stadium stampede. Um, you know, with taking that, um, Kenny giving him the one winged angel from yeah. the top of the freaking whatever the hell that was onto like you know in the stadium thing or whatever that was scary. Um, the damn, the damn, he's a likable guy when he's a likable guy. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I think he's 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 a true star. He's probably the sleeper star in AEW. I mean, everybody talks about MJF, but I feel like Guevara has just as much upside to him yeah. and just as much, um, just as much mileage, um, you know, that you can get out of him as, as anybody else in, in that more so than jungle boy or Darby Allen, I would say. I don't get jungle boy at all. So. I didn't, but I'm liking him more. I didn't like that they they put the whole Luchasaurus thing back and forth with them and, and Cage, and I did not yeah. like that. Um, you know, I love them as a tag team. Um, I thought that was great. Tony Khan obviously loves him because he's paying ridiculous amounts of money for that theme song. Yeah. Um, and and I think that he is a little bit more real now. Um, but I think he's gonna have to get a little bit more gritty, and he's gonna have to be get a little bit more away from that gimmick for him to uh really be taken seriously in my opinion i would agree so rob what else we got uh the last little thing is uh nxt battleground um a lot of great matches but the the two that stand out the most are probably going to be the women's match and the nxt title uh the women's match uh was a tournament indy hartwell uh is injured and she had to not only relinquish the NXT Women's Championship, but she was also drafted to Raw to be back with Johnny Gargano, Dexter Loomis, and Candice. So the way is back. They're just waiting for everybody to be healthy to kind of push them on TV again. So Indy comes out and announces an eight-woman tournament 
The finals of that tournament were at Battleground. You had Tiffany Stratton versus Lyra Valkyria, the former Aoife Valkyrie of NXT UK, a mainstay in that company, someone who is really, really coming into her own uh, on U.S. soil. Big fan of Lyra, Aoife, whatever we call her, the Lyra. Big fan of Lyra. And big fan of Tiffany Stratton. Uh, I was talking earlier about how they took uh, Taya Valkyrie, her gimmick as Frankie Monet, and they kind of gave it to Tiffany, um, the rich, entitled, spoiled baddies girl who has all of the money and all of the things. And well, anyway, uh, Tiffany Stratton wins this match with a best moonsault ever, uh, a, a nod to Christopher Daniels. I think they call it the cutest moonsault ever or the greatest or the sparkliest or something. I don't really know. But it is a it is a triple plancha moonsault. And she's getting better at hitting that move. The first couple times, it wasn't so good. But as she's getting better in the ring, she's less green. She's working. Uh, Sean and Hunter obviously trusted them enough to put this belt on her. Uh, Lyra gave her a great match. Lyra has been a veteran for a long time. And it's good to see that you're trusting these young talents with titles, uh, especially her and Carmelo Hayes after a great match with Braun Breaker as well. Uh, guys, anybody anybody got anything to say about NXT and the landscape? Tommy, please. The match with... Um... Honestly, neither of those two matches were my top match of the night. Uh, what the hell is his name? I'm drawing a blank now. Him and Keith Lee used to go back and forth all the time when they were in NXT. He's oh, Dragonov and Dragonov and um, Dijak. Dijak. That was a phenomenal match. Great match. Uh, I, I believe, actually, again, I'm, I'm referencing Meltzer. I know not a lot of people like him. I just use it as just a reference point. But that was, I think, like the highest rated match on the card uh, by a long shot. Um, I believe it was like a four and a half star match. And like the next closest one was, I think the men's title match at three and a half stars. But um, I just, I like that, 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 like, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of like the storytelling throughout a match. And like that match, like that match, honestly, what it reminded me of was um, Gargano and Andrade at one of the takeovers uh, a couple years yeah. ago. Like that was the same kind of like David and Goliath type uh, 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 back and forth. Um, that it reminded me of. I love that match. That was that was my favorite one on the on the whole card. And Dragonov, Dragonov is a special talent. This that I'm, guy is special. I'm shocked he hasn't been called up yet and like put with Imperium or something. Never know. I I mean I'm just saying like I because I was just thinking like because if they're gonna do war games, uh, if they're gonna do war games on the main roster like they tried doing last year, uh, they're gonna need another four person group. Because right now they have, uh, they're not going to be able to use Judgment Day because Rhea's in it, unless they're going to allow Rhea to fight the boys. But like, well, right well, there's talk that uh, that uh, JD McDonough is going to join the Judgment Day. Okay, so that would be a huge addition because the former Jordan Devlin and the former uh, NXT Heritage Cup champion Jordan Devlin, JD McDonough, he is. He, they have they have done interviews with him. And Finn Balor's kind of like lurking in the back background, kind of looking, leering down on him. Like, yeah, yeah. Because Finn Balor is the one that trained JD McDonough. So okay. they're from Court mm -hmm. County. They're both from that same interesting. Yeah. County, Ireland. 
So I think it'd be I think it'd be a fine addition. That way, you could potentially have Imperium and Judgment Day in a, in a war game setting, even though yeah. they're on different brands. It's possible, you know. Things- I'm just saying. I think for war games, throw the brand thing out there. But like, if you want to put like you know three groups in there or whatever, you if if they decide to get their shit together, you could do um, the the uh, uh, the Bloodline Imperium and Judgment Day. Like I I, I would watch that in a yeah, war game. Absolutely. I would watch that in a war game match. Yeah, I can agree. I, 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 I'm actually excited for the prospect of three heel factions going yeah. against each other because it's, it's right. just it's unprecedented. It doesn't happen. I mean, you that's rarely. Like, it isn't, and and that's the best situation to turn at least one of them face too. Exactly. Um, guys, though, I had a complete brain fart, and uh, you guys didn't correct me on this. I don't know if you recognize it or remember it or not. We didn't talk about Tom's absolute favorite match because it's got his two favorite guys in it. I was just ignoring AEW it. double or nothing. Tom was thought that he was going to get away without us talking about the exploding <laughs> Jordan death match super kick from hell. Um, you know, I was really hoping we were going to get away from that one too. <laughs> <laughs> the anarchy, in, anarchy in the arena, um, part do. Um, I, th- I mean, I thought it was a good. Ma- I love all these anarchy in the arenas. I, I, I think you know this one being not you know, pre-filmed and more of a, um, you know, and it's more of a live thing as opposed to the, um, you know, the pre-taped or whatever. Uh, I think that lends itself to have a little bit more difficulty because there's like 20 different things going on. So, you know, you're going back and forth and sometimes you'll catch something that they switch to the camera after it already happened. Um, you know, that was a little bit of a fumble there. Um, and then there were some gimmicks, like obviously Tom, you were saying that, you know, the, the exploding thing. Um, but, overall like, it, what it does was, it, it do a, what does that do it Nothing. explodes tom Damn. it explodes stupid I, look i agree it's not believable. I, I agree but we have to also remember that all of wrestling is a spectacle and the same reason why you hit somebody over the head with an aluminum trash can is because it looks like it hurts not because it does hurt it's yeah, the same reason the guy... that they hit people with those fucking fluorescent bulbs you That's wouldn't fair. even feel that but, but listen, you know but, it the, is. but the fact that like the guy who had to sell it looked uncomfortable selling it yeah like tell like well, Jack, probably like, Moxley, Moxley did not want to sell that like i no, don't care he like not he did, like, well, he, he's, like honestly he, i'm scared i would be scared to take it because like i mean what it blinds you you know if you open right, your eyes or anything saying, else like, 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 just, like if you watch the like i've done it a couple of times if you slow-mo the video down like i've screen grabbed it in slow mode like yeah. moxley is so pissed off that he has to take that spot like he did not want to. Moxley do it. always looks pissed off, though. It's kind of his uh, this was different. Like I, 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 I will say, yeah, I just want to bleed. I will say, I will say that one of the most brutal images that I have seen in a long time in wrestling was them slamming his heel Nick, I believe it was um, Nick's naked heel after that shoe was off onto those thumbtacks. Good and just seeing and him having he deserved to walk it to walk around <laughs> with no less than like 50 thumbtacks in his Good. foot oh for the rest of the day. I hope he I hope he thinks about the next time he tries that crap in a match. Like and he thinks about like if he does that again the punishment needs to be more thumbtacks in his foot till he stops doing that crap. No, but wait, I don't think it was this, I don't I, I I got I'm trying to think back now. I don't think it was the same guy. I don't care. I think, I think it was Matt got the heel <laughs> And you're just saying, like, as a group, they as need a to, group, that's what that's yeah, what they you need get. To think like more about that. You get punished. You get um, punished for doing stupid stuff. I will like that say, 
I will oh, say the beginning of the match was probably better than the than the than the end. Yes. Just because watching them brawl to wild thing, the fact that they keep playing the music, the, I love that. Yeah. I just love it. I don't know why. Maybe it's because there's not every music in like, you know, the entrance music and it's like more like a music video or it feels like a movie, whatever reason. I love it. It's only happened like one other time, I think, and it was an anarchy in the arena um, when, when they did it for a long period of time. And I just love the fact that they had the band playing. And I, and I love the fact that the only thing that got them to stop is because, um, which who was it? God, which one um, beat the shit out of the singer or whatever. I love that like that's, or I think it was the Young Bucks when they super kicked the singer and Docker. then they stopped the song because of that, right? <laughs> but I love, I love that fact. Um, I love the um, Castagnoli with the freaking pile driver in the back of the Dodge Ram, I think it was, whatever the yes. pickup truck was. I'm not going to lie. That was like pinpoint precision because as he picked them up, I was like, they're it's both scary. going through that back window. Yeah, I was like, it was, I was like, scary. He, I was like, he, he doesn't have enough room. And if you watch it, he jumps forward. Yeah. Into the, and I'm just like, like, the, like, like, Casanova's ring awareness always blows my mind. Yeah. Because, like, you're watching him do certain things. And I'm like, you don't have enough room to do that. And he just, like, realizes he doesn't and moves himself, like, mid move to like be able to pull it off and like i said if you watch that pile driver like he jumped forward like a couple of inches and barely missed the back of that bed of the truck and i was like you know what good on you bud and the fact that he turned him and did it diagonally so he had more room in the truck to do it i'm like th those are the kinds of things that like i no, pop for when i see he's he is a he is a, a super underrated wrestler always has been i love that he's in the Blackpool Combat Club with Danielson and with Moxley um, and with Yuta, for that matter. I love the fact that they have legitimate three killers, three of the best wrestlers on the planet right now, all in the same group. That is a super group. Yeah. Like, that is a true on super group, but it's not talked about, I think, enough. And I think the fact that they put Yuta with them really, really gives Yuta some, like, some much-needed, like, boost. And, like, they've really been putting him over, and Yuta... Whereas this time last year, uh, yeah, probably this time last year or so, he was a punk. He was a worker. He was a jobber. He was nothing. And then he had that match with Moxley, and that literally made him like Stone Cold got made at freaking Mania or SummerSlam or whatever it was with Bret Hart in the sharpshooter. Like, that absolutely made him, and he's a killer now. He's believable. He took the screwdriver to fucking um, Paige's face. Um, I just didn't – I liked the match. The boot was a little silly, and I didn't like the finish. That after silly. all the shit that they went through, all the shit that they went through, and all it took was to uh, Takeshita shit. Tekshita. Rob, say it for me. Tekshita. There you go. Kanosuke Takeshita. Yeah, Takeshita. So all it took was him coming in, and then and then all of a sudden they just win, and and Yuta, you know, beats Omega. Like it's, I feel like that, and then they didn't even act like he was part of the club. Like, you know, like they, they that... didn't all raise their hands together. Like you thought like, Oh shit, he's in the Blackpool combat club. That's the fucking thing. Like, no, no it's see. not the thing. He's still over there by himself and they're all raising their hands. Independently. Was, anybody, was anybody hoping that it was going to be Osprey? No. Os Osprey. As as I, I, I knew it was going to be Osprey because Kenny's going to fight Osprey and forbidden door. 
Right. That's why I Not was hoping. That's why I was hoping that it was Osprey that cost Kenny the match. Oh, I got you. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. No, no, that would have been that would have been a good like shout. as soon as as soon as I saw the person like do like the, the hit the finish, I was like, please let this be Osprey. Like that's I was what like, they should have done. I was you're like, right. for I was like, for once in your life, like you nailed the storyline. And then yeah. the guy pulled off his mask, and I literally was like, I was like, who the hell is that? Yeah, it was. Uh, well, I mean, I knew he was because he's been in there before, and you know, they, they, Don Callis is he's new. He's Don Callis's new handpicked guy, new protege. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, and, no. I, and, I knew that. Like, I knew that, but you know what I'm saying? Like, when like the like the, the reveal just didn't have like the same like gusto that I felt like. Oh yeah, no, it was an absolute. I mean, it, it was it wasn't quite as bad as the exploding death match ring with yes. Eddie Kingston and uh, and Moxley. But it definitely was a lackluster finish to a pretty darn solid match. It was yeah. one of those matches that started super strong and it got a little crazy. And then it just ended with a fizzle for me. Um, so, but a good match. I enjoyed it. I always love these anarchy in, in the arenas and the stadium stampedes and all this other shit. I love those. Um, I just think that of all of them, this is probably my least favorite. So, Justin, but, hey, Justin, Justin Metz, he loves the gimmick match. Love the love. I love a good gimmick match. I love a new gimmick match because it's like what 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 under the sun hasn't been done. No, you I can mean, find I, something I, that hasn't been done. You know, I am with you. I like these anarchy in the arena matches, but as soon as I saw the boot, like I couldn't stop yelling. I was like, <laughs> "You've got to be kidding me right now!" Like I was like, I, "Like I mean, Tom I, throw Tom's throwing his CM Punk doll at the at the TV." Oh like, my god! <laughs> like, you guys, you guys know how much I don't like those two. Like I have said I from the start. Like I remember messaging in the group chat because I'm not as huge. At, like I said, I don't know as much about the indies as you guys do. I remember asking in the group chat. I'm like, "Okay, Kenny Omega." I get. I was like, what is the deal with these two tassel wares? Like, they sold I, a lot of they sold a lot of t-shirts, man. They sold a lot of t-shirts. Great. Like, Hot topic. Real quick before we go, since we do have the Mr. Shroka on the mic, what do you think about collision in June 17th with the Christopher Matthews Punk? Which by the way, that's what the CM stands for. Chicago. Man. I don't understand why they announced it the way they did. <laughs> Yeah, like it's they, weird. You thought that they, they were going to do the whole posted, the worst kept secret thing again, but then they did. They just know, they posted did. a stupid graphic and they're like, CM Punk's coming to collision. It's like, what, what are you doing? You know why? Because I think that he legitimately wasn't going to be there. And like, that's why they 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 pulled all this stuff. They weren't going to come to Chicago. Um, You know, it was all up in the air. And then, you know, all of a sudden, I think they finally got the the ace steel, whatever the guy's his buddy's name is. They got that all taken care of. And he's finally came about that or he's, he's kind of came to whatever conclusion like okay i'm going to be here or whatever but let's see how long this lasts that's rob do we want to do an over on under on how long until cm punk is no longer wrestling yet again after june 17th three months three, three days oh, okay three months okay three months he'll make it he'll make it to the uh to the all-in man he'll, he'll be done the and he'll tag with ftr yeah he'll, and I, oh my god please and have him kick those castle wearing ugh, kick their heads off with an exploding boot he'll win the trios title from the house of black and then he'll get into a fight and then be off screen again and they'll have yeah, to right. relinquish the titles no what i want is ftr to take the, the the exploding boot off of those two and then hit them in the face with their own boot as it explodes that's how that match finishes well we will definitely talk more about aew collision while punk's, as putting, approaches. While punk's doing thumbtacks and the other one's foot for having the boot again <laughs> And we are throwing ice cream away. at him. Yeah. 
<laughs> we are just over two weeks away from the uh, beginning, or just under two weeks away from the uh, premiere of AEW Collision yep. Saturday, June 16th, live from the United Center in Chicago, Tommy's hometown. We hope you get to go and give us a report and come back for the fifth time on uh it's it's like saturday night live we're getting it's like saturday night live when you come on for your fifth time we're gonna get you a, a five timers jacket but it's gonna be a robe and instead of it being like a nice jacket i'm gonna go to a goodwill and just send it to you and write like five. A, a flannel and, robe where, where we just put the glue on there and then we throw the glitter on it you know? I, no, sure I was that. just gonna write a five on it with a sharpie marker and send it to him yeah, just, do, just, just do a paint marker yeah, yeah, hey, marker. yeah. Paint exactly marker. I told you guys, that's why I told you guys in the group in the group chat. I'm like Charlotte Flair, or Brock Lesnar. When you need a placeholder until you can figure out what to do with the title, you guys just yeah. call me. Well, you just keep getting a new one. It's like um, what's what's the face we had on earlier? Um, a couple episode, well, a while back or whatever. He said it's preposterous the yeah. amount of times that Tom Schroka has been on better than Broadway. It's preposterous. Exactly. That was that was, uh, that was Leo. Leo. Was that was Leo. Leo. Okay. Yeah, it was Leo. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> What's up, Leo? Well, guys, that's uh, well, guys, that's our show for the night. We uh, thank Leo you all for hat. joining us, Tom. Tom, thank you again for Indiana Jonesing us with your presence as Indiana always. Shroka. Indiana Shroka. Indiana Shroka. Crocodile Shroka D, or yeah, Shrokadile Dundee. That's not Check a us. snatch. This is a snatch. Exactly. Don't like forget that. to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. We're on Amazon. We're all over the interwebs. We are on Instagram at, at Better Than Broadway. And if you want your ask, if you want to ask us questions, DM us. We'll do some stuff for you. We got our buddy Nick who wants us to talk whoa, about whoa, 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 Monday whoa. Night Raw here. Soon. Let's clarify so that. No, 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 no. You want to DM us, and we'll do some stuff for you. Let's not leave it like that. Okay. That's okay, way you know too what? open. I'm not I'm... putting the sunglasses on again and being Ryan again. No, we're doing this. We're, we're the show's over. Goodbye. <laughs> Happy wrestling, everybody. We'll see Good you night, guys. everybody. Good night, everybody. Hey, Cue the music. Out. Goodbye. The music. You made me sick. You made me so mad. Get Damn your boots you. on. God. I can't, I'm, I'm, we're done. <laughs> <laughs>